Ah, the academic life. It's a world filled with endless possibilities, where minds collide and ideas flourish. From the hollow halls of universities to the late-night cram sessions in the library, it's a journey of discovery, growth, and sometimes even a touch of madness. Today we're diving into the exhilarating world of academia. Whether you're a student, a teacher, or simply curious about the pursuit of knowledge, this episode is just for you. I am Caio Copato, English teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and I wanted to be a paleontologist, a chemist, a rock star, lawyer, and even a film director before I found my way in education. I am Livia Salvador, I am a translation student, and I wanted to be a singer, an actress, basically famous before I found my way in translation. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Cultura Inglesa podcast. I'm your host this month, Caio Copato, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Please give us a warm welcome to Lívia Salvador. She's an undergraduate Letras Tradução student at Faculdade de Cultura Inglesa. Lívia, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here, Caio. Thank you. My pleasure. We are excited to have you, Lívia, an artist, just like all of us here in this recording session. <laughs> an aspiring artist at least right that's my case <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right into today's topic uh choosing the right major finding your passion that's the name of the episode livia could you tell us a bit about yourself uh, and uh, your journey in deciding to pursue this degree in translation yeah well First of all, I have to say that I had already had a major before. I am graduate um, in Hydro TV in another university. And I finished it when I was 22, 23. I don't know. I'm 26 right now. Oh, wow. Young. And, but then that, this was my first graduation and I did it because basically I had to because my parents said you have to do something and I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted you know to go out and party and drink and everything. And meanwhile, the price for it was you know studying quote about something. So I did it, but basically when I finished it, I had learned nothing because I skipped class and everything. And then I just found myself in a place of my life where I couldn't use the things I had kind of learned in, in graduation because I hadn't really learned anything. And then I thought, what do I really know? And then I thought of English. I know how to speak, I know how to read and everything. I've always been very good. And then I started teaching, but you know, as a way to make money. 
but don't really like teaching. You know, it's just something that I had to do for money. And then I thought of translation. And then I, I, I started doing some research on, on how to get better, how to specialize in it. And then I found the Cultura Inglesa course. And it really got my attention. It was a very small school. And that seemed like, you know, the, the teachers and the people studying it was very intimate. And that spoke really loud, loudly to me. And then I started when I, uh, two years ago, I'm on my, almost three years ago, on my fifth semester right now. And I had this little, how can I say it? I was afraid to start a new, a new major because I thought when I was like 24, let's say like this, that I was already too old to start another graduation. Oh God, yeah. Being 24. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to be 28. Old as hell, no? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be so old. You know, I'm going to just have finished graduation when I'm 28. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? And then after a lot of thinking, I thought, well, I'm going to be 28 either way. I can be 28, you know, having learned something that I can really use for my life. And that's basically how, how I got into Couture Inglésia. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that kind of thought comes to 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 anyone uh, when we decide or not to to have a second major yeah uh, i couldn't help but notice that uh, your 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 background is very similar to mine because i also have a first major in mm -hmm. hajj tv yeah really yes me too wow <laughs> and, did you and really study when you when you went to school for that because I, i did it i, I did yeah <laughs> i did okay, because I've, right. I, i've always been kind of a nerd Yeah, but but okay. I, I I can also relate to the the whole partying and and you know uh -huh. losing and yeah, everything else <laughs> you you mentioned yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, but the thing is, uh, I think it's very interesting to to notice how any experience, anything that we invest some time in, uh, can be relevant to our. It, it kind of expand our choices when it comes to finding a job or discovering something that uh, speaks to us uh, in a mm -hmm. in a way that it's satisfying or financially rewarding, as you mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, just like you, uh, I've I've had other jobs because before starting teaching, but uh, it also occurred to me that English was something that I was really good at and that I had studied for a long, long time, mm -hmm. even longer than my major, right? It was only four years, but I, I yeah. studied English since I was like nine or ten. Yeah. And uh, uh, up to uh, up to university, uh, all the way up to university, I've always studied English. So uh, it uh, just happened that so well, maybe I, I could do something out of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny, right? Because both you and I are here recording a podcast right now. So you see, that's a full circle, right? So then, oh my god, yes, Haju TV wow. comes, comes back to life, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's a very Great. curious thing, right? So. Um, I think that uh, maybe no no experience uh, should be taken for granted, right? We, we will always benefit yeah, from yeah. Now, from, from Nothing is by chance, you know. Everything is, is worth something. 
And uh, Livia, what advice would you give uh, to listeners who are in that in that context, right? Grappling with choosing a major. Mm-hmm. Now, from the top of your experience, yeah, what would you tell them? What I would say, especially for younger um, adults, let's say like this, like you're just out of high school and you're 17, 18, and you have to choose a major. Consider the possibility that you will be wrong at first. Because you're so young, nobody should ever have to decide what to do with their lives when you're 18. You don't know anything yet. You're going to mess up. Um, But, you know, if you have to do something, whether because of your parents' pressure or because you were taught taught that you have to choose a major in order to become someone in life, okay, okay. See what what appeals to you, what speaks loudly to you, is in interest, or if it, this is your major concern, what will give you more money. But do something that you at least kind of like at first, because if you do something that you hate, it's not going to work out, first of all. And especially if you're very young, consider the possibility you're going to be wrong, And consider the possibility of doing a second major years later. And maybe that second major is going to be the right one for you. Or even third. I don't know. I think I found myself, thank God, right on the second. That saves me a lot of time. Thank God. But maybe not. But maybe that wasn't the case for me. Or for someone who's listening or whatever. Maybe you're going to try a third time. My dad started three majors before he found the one he liked. Before he went to law school. And he was already 30 when he started. So, yeah, it is something to, to consider. You're not going to be right right at first, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you, Olivia. I, I do think that um, we are hooked into choosing what we want to do with our lives at a very early age. I mean, just like you, I think that a lot of our listeners who are, you know, about to turn 17 or 18, they will probably uh, agree with me that uh, we are not so sure about what we want to follow as a career, uh, yeah. you know, for the rest of our lives. I don't, I don't think that, that is possible. Yeah. There's such a thing as a career for the rest of our lives anymore. So, uh, save for those that you know they come from families, very traditional families of yeah. lawyers and doctors and, and all that. They 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 are kind of influenced or inspired, right, by their mm-hmm. uh, parents and all. But I think that. Uh, This is a very solid piece of advice, Livia. It's never too late for learning. Yeah? Learning yes. is a never-ending process, so we'll never cease to to learn something new. So mm-hmm. why not? Why, why not uh, starting another undergraduate or big yeah. courses? Yeah. Very good. Very nice.
What about experiences and challenges, Livia? What can you share about uh, your personal ones, the ones you faced during your academic journey? Well, um, I can say very personally right now, uh, like I said in the, in the beginning of the podcast, uh, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an actress, basically famous. Um, I have this very artistic side to me. I sing. I've always sung, like, since I was very, very little. I love theater. I was, a, I took a lot of courses. And then one of the main um, challenges that came to my, to my brain, to my head, when I started to, to consider a second major was, if I start this, it means I am giving up on my art side, which is not necessarily true, but I thought I would, I, I, I was giving up if I did that. And because I, I, I finished my first major and I started doing a lot of courses on singing and musical theater and everything. I was like, finally, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, it, I was doing what I wanted to do, but at the same time, I wasn't 100% fulfilled by it. You know, I started taking an, uh, a technical course on musical theater. And when the obligation side of it, when I had tests and I had to, you know, be good at the ballet exam became an obligation, I was like, no, this is not what I want. And, and then I got in contact with a lot of people from this area, uh, a lot of musical theater um, professional actors and everything. And then the whole just the whole thing about you having to, you know, be friends with everyone and be nice to people you don't really like, just so you oh, can yeah. get a part in a play and everything that really put me out. And then, you know, it was really not you know, um, in love with it as I was before. And then the whole COVID situation came and everything shut down. And that's when I first thought about doing the second major in translation. I, through, during all this time, it's important to say that I was teaching English. That was the way I was making my money. But, you know, the first big dream I had in all my life was to be a singer, was to be you know, on television and everything. But then the, it was something that, that, you know, I talked to my therapist about it until this day, that I still love art. I'm still in contact with art in every single way. I cannot live without it. But I understood that I have other ambitions. And then I, I love reading. I've always loved to read. And I like to learn new languages. I only actually fluently know English. But, but it's something that is important to me and is also, in a way, some kind of art. So it's not completely out of the question, right? And I found this, this new way of trying to make a living off, which is translation. And I can tell you that choosing to do this second major at Faculdade de Cultura Inglesa as a translation student was the best thing I could have ever could have ever done and you know I'm just you, know, you said Caio that you were a nerd you've always been a nerd I was never Sorry. a nerd 
see. Never, never. I was terrible. I wasn't I wasn't terrible. I was an average student my whole life. And now, at 26, starting when I was 23, I, I learned how to actually study because I was interested on the things I was learning. You know, it was the first time in my life. It was amazing. Like right now, I, I have a, a final And presentation. And it makes the whole difference, right? Like yes, you're it's, it's actually so interested in what you want to learn. Yeah. It's so different. Right now, I have one more um, presentation to, to finish the semester. Is the last thing I have to do for a CASIS class. Cool. And yeah, and all the time I'm, uh, we're here talking and I'm thinking, okay, when I'm finished this, I'm gonna go keep doing my research so I can finish the, the slides and everything. And I'm really excited by it. It's not like, okay, it's an obligation, but I'm really excited by it. You know, it's not like I'm doing just to get it out of my system or anything. It's really different for me. This is a really new sensation that, you know, all my years on, on school, high school, first major, and I've experienced. So it's, it's pretty amazing. It is, right? And mm -hmm. amazing is the world, right? Because the word, because uh, in order to find something as fulfilling and rewarding as, as we, we've been talking here, it's not an easy process, right? It's not mm -hmm. that simple to find it uh, in our first attempt, uh, right? We have to try out different things. Yeah. And uh, we always have our aspirations, right? The things that really move us like uh, um, like you mentioned yourself and I can also relate a lot to that because uh, I've, I've always been into music but the thing is um, something uh, that uh, I discovered uh, from experience and as I got older is that uh, this, this um, more creative uh, uh, things we enjoy doing They can always come as a hobby or some kind of side job. And the, the benefit of having these things as hobbies is not and not really as our walks of life is that we don't necessarily need to be that good at it, right? So as yeah. long as it makes you happy, right? You don't need to be an exceptional singer, dancer, mm -hmm. or, you know... A guitar player, right? You, you, can, mm -hmm. you can definitely suck at it as long as it, it makes you happy, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? And it's not the same with our jobs, right? No, yeah. True. So. If, if it's really for real, yeah, you have to put a little more effort to it. And when I found out about this, exactly what you said, I don't have to be perfect at singing and everything. I think I'm pretty good, no? But still, um, when I when I figured it out that it wasn't going to be my my main role in life what I have to do I just started taking it a lot more light uh, lighter than than I was years ago because when I was studying for it I was like a lot of pressure that I put on myself that school put on my on me and but now yeah I, I you know you know I, I play my guitar like I'm not very good at it I learned by myself during the pandemic you know with YouTube I got a guitar and then I was like, uh, 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 and now I, I can, you know, with the chords, I can play anything. Um, I can sing because I've been singing since, you know, I learned how to talk. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's supposed to make me feel good. Not anxious, not, you know, pressured, because life's going to do it, that to you either way, you know. So it's, it's better to, to 
you know, take this thing that you love to make you feel better. Exactly. Try to find ways to make it easier, right? Yeah. The, the journey easier. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, well, this is something that's it's really in vogue right now. It's 2023 and everyone's talking about artificial intelligences mm. and how they're going to steal our jobs. Nah, so yeah. how do you feel about the prospects of the future in your area? Jesus Christ. Okay. This is something that have been uh, a subject through this whole semester. Faculdade de Cultura Inglesa, yes. This first semester of 2023 was ChatGPT is gonna kill us all, it's gonna take our jobs. Or is it? You know, and then we had a lot of talks about it. And then I, I got to a few conclusions that, you know, it's not concluded at all. This can change tomorrow. But I like to think that there's always gonna be the need for a human being to look over all the things the the machine produces. Like I use ChatGPT sometimes because it's you know it saves you a lot of time, a lot of work, and sometimes I'm just like not in the mood to manually translate every single thing. So not for college. If my teachers are listening to it, no, I do it everything by the book. Okay, <laughs> I do it everything by myself. But anyway, in other situations, I use ChatGPT and I see what what it did, and I see if it makes sense because a lot of times it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's not. It's, you know, I, I'm sure you know it's gonna have an update and it's gonna be a lot more. Uh, how can I? It's scary than it is already. But I think there's always gonna be some need for a human being interaction. Because actually, this was one of our discussions in, in, in class one day. That imagine when you were, I don't know, in 1800s, and all you could count on to translate something was the knowledge of this one person who knew more than one language. Mm -hmm. Okay, this this person held the whole knowledge of the world in your in your vision. And then time passed, and information got a little more, you know, distributed. Uh, worldwide and eventually we got computers and eventually we got Google Translate. I imagine that at that time, people must have freaked out too. Like, oh my god, Google Translate is going to kill us all. It's going to translate everything. I'm not going to be needed anymore. We know that's not true. And I, I don't know. I think, I think okay, it's a little more serious than Google Translate right now because time has passed. But I think um, the the nature of the human beings being able to adapt and make yourself useful still. Not just the human being, but the whole capitalism system and everything. I'm not going to start into, into this talk, but, you know, this, there's always going to be something for us to do. Maybe less, but we're going to adapt. We're going to, you know. Or different, right, Livia? Maybe something different. But... Maybe something different. Yeah, but there's always going to be something. Something. Because we we are gonna we are, you know, masters in surviving. 
and adaptation, yeah. right? Species, I think yeah. that the, the the pandemic has been there very recently to yes. prove that, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I am the kind of person that always see the the glass half full when it comes to to these uh, breakouts, these technology breakouts. Uh, and just like you mentioned, right? Uh, I mean, uh, we've endured all the industrial revolutions there, right? Steam uh-huh. machines did not kill all of the jobs, yeah. nor computers, nor the internet, nor Google Translator, right? So yeah. I, I always try to tell my colleagues, guys, we've seen it all before, right? It's not the first yeah. time. I try to think like this too. Different. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm afraid because, you know, it is scary, you know? Yeah. But still, I think we're, we're fine. Yeah. And it's good to be afraid, right? My therapist used to say, it's good to be afraid. It's a, it, it shows that you're still sane. Yes. <laughs> it shows you're alive. You know? If you're not afraid, there's something wrong. So yeah. be glad for that. Olivia, before we wrap up, do you have any final words of advice for our listeners? Mm, I think if I had to, you know, wrap it up saying something, I would say go for it. Whatever it is that you're thinking, no context, just go for it. You know, and like Kyle said right now, you're afraid. Yeah, that means you're sane. That means you're alive. But don't let fear stop you. Just go for it. Whatever it is that you're thinking of right now, go for it. It's, it's you know, if you regret it, okay, it happens. It's something to learn from too. But it can really work out. So don't let fear stop you and go for it. Whether it's another major or, you know, a job application or, you know, texting that guy you like. Maybe he likes you back. If he doesn't, you know, there are other people in the world. Just go for it. Very wise words. You'll never know the answer unless you ask a question. Yeah. Very well. Now it's time for How Do You Say, the part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we've just had. Uh, Livia, uh, as you were talking, I couldn't help but notice that the word major pop out very often, right? We, we use that mm-hmm. word throughout this episode. Yeah. Could you explain our listeners uh, what is a major? Well, major... Basically, in trying to be more simple, is just a course you're going to choose to study in college. The thing you're going to choose to, you know, be your specific thing to, to study after you leave high school. Very well. That's all the course, right? The yeah, just the course you're going to choose to, to be your course. Kyle, and you uh, mentioned grappling with. What does that exactly mean? Yeah, so uh, when you grapple with something, 
um, it's it's very similar to when you struggle. So it means that you have a hard time uh, trying to understand or trying to deal with something. Mm-hmm. Usually something difficult, right? So I'm grappling with this problem. I'm grappling with this decision. I've always grappled with maths. Oh, me too. Yeah, well, <laughs> very common, right? That's, yeah. that's something yeah. I hear a lot from my co-workers <laughs> and colleagues. And Livia, you mentioned that uh, you, in your first major, not yeah. in the current one, you used to skip a lot of classes. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, it is something very bad. You shouldn't do it, but to skip class is basically not to show up to class. You know, do whatever, but go to class. You stay home sleeping. You actually go out, but you go somewhere else. You go to a bar or, you know, go to the movies. Basically not showing up to class. Mm -hmm. And important to mention, right? You are not always up to no good when you skip class, right? No, yeah, not necessarily. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just want to sleep. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a very good reason. Okay. And also, Kyle, another thing, you used the word prospects at some point. Could you uh, explain a little bit better what what does that mean? Sure, right? So uh, prospects, uh, they have to do with the future, right? So uh, the prospects for something or the, the prospects of uh, doing something or maybe the prospects that something will happen. It's literally the possibility that something will happen. As in, oh, I see no prospects of improvement here. Or maybe this, the, the prospects are really good for the next year. Um, or there's a, a real good prospect that uh, uh, my football team will qualify for the mm-hmm. next phase. A possibility. Yeah. Very well. So if you guys haven't heard these terms in our conversation, you may listen to this episode again and try to spot them all. Well, thank you, Livia, for your inspiring words. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors, Livia. And uh, dear listeners, make sure you follow us on Spotify and please leave your comments about this episode. Did you guys know that you can now leave comments on Spotify episodes? Did you know that, Livia? No, didn't know that. Something new, I believe. So if you guys are listening to this episode from your Spotify app uh, on your smartphones, so you're going to find their session so you can leave comments. So please, we would love to know your opinions about our shows. And we're also on Instagram. So if you want to follow us, do so following at, at sign Cultura Inglesa Oficial. Once again, thank you very much, Livia. Thank you. And see you guys next week.
Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Kulturinglesa podcast.